cliffcentral.com. All right, all right, all right, all right. Good morning, everybody. Oh, why am I out of focus here now? Jesus, we came into the studio this morning. I don't know what the <laughs> hell happened over the weekend, but the whole place is like in... Topsy-turvy. In, yeah, it's chaos in here. I don't know what uh, monsters got in here and were like, oh, let's fiddle with all the sound. Let's play with everything. Let's make it all sound stupid and crazy. Uh, so Leanne is here. Yes, I am. Hi, Leanne. Very good. And Ryan is here. I'm here. Yes, Ryan's yes. last week on the job before he goes off to Ireland to yes. get drunk. Yes, I thought you were already there for some reason. Oh, no, not and yet. And I hadn't said goodbye. Not yet. I still, have, I still have some things to do here. I've won. This is my final what week. What do you still got to do? What, do you, what are your agenda points? What so, do you still have to achieve before you leave? Um, I just got to wrap up everything. Got to make sure you have a replacement. Gonna, I have a replacement. You have a replacement for me? Ah, okay. Oh, he will be, uh, Sorry, I thought they were replacing me for a second. <laughs> no, 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 no. What? No, no, no. Uh, Does we, your card still work? We have a replacement for you, which I'll be introducing be on careful. the show today. You have to be careful when you say these things around radio people. They get oh, very yeah, nervous. No, oh, and yeah. I forgot it's that kind of time now, isn't it? <laughs> Contracts and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, in about... What is it? A couple of... No, end of, Fools, end, end of March, yeah. End of March, you'll see a whole lot of radio people being fired. Mm. It's always hilarious to watch from the outside. Some have to be frog-marched out oh. by security. Uh, is is it one of those things where do people make up other excuses or is it like do radio people just know like if they're walking out the building, it's like... Mm. No, you see, the, the point is you can get fired for anything on radio and often you will be and it, mm. it, it doesn't even make sense half the time. You could have delivered great ratings, you could be bringing in the advertising money and they still fire you. It sure. doesn't make sense. Because so. you've got such stupid people in management. I mean, properly cretinous, bottom feeding, <laughs> cave dwelling, <laughs> hardly even bipedal. I mean, they, they mostly walk, <laughs> when no one's looking, management walk around on all fours in radio. They're the, they're the worst people you'll ever meet. Anyway, I don't want to talk about that. I just got back from the loveliest weekend away. Oh, you're too close. It's so good. Now, well, I was invited along. It's like a family. It was like a family stroke extended family little holiday. There were only five of us. So my sister and her boyfriend and two of my cousins. And we went along to the most beautiful place I've ever seen in my life. What? Absolutely. I think it's prettier than anywhere I've ever been overseas. That's awesome. Right here in South Africa. Did you drive there, fly there? I'm trying to guess. Pumalanga. So we drove. Uh, we drove. But I mean, let me tell you, there's some driving on those roads in some of those little Pumalanga towns. I mean, there's no, there's, there's more pothole than road in some of them. In the small ones, yeah. But the, mm. but the, the actual road out of Joburg into Pumalanga is pretty damn good. Uh, yeah, no, no. The N4, the yes. highway is excellent. It's amazing. It's highway is great. Better than when, yeah. As soon as you get off that highway, though, I mean, if you <laughs> don't have a 4x4, four four, you're in big trouble. Big trouble. So, um, <coughs> oh, bless you. Are you okay there? Yeah, I'm just getting the, the city back into me. I was going to say, did you, did you pick so, something up while you were there? So, there are these, these beautiful little streams that come out of the mountains. Mm and that flow over these rocks, uh, a slate that is patterned. I mean, it just looks absolutely beautiful all the time. Mm. It does. You don't know. You weren't there. Well, 
<laughs> no, I'm, I'm realizing why you had such a quiet and, weekend. And 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 maidenhair ferns growing out of the banks, and and crystal clear water, mm. and waterfalls, and I mean, it it sounds like I'm describing a magical faraway land, but it's here. Mm. And the reason it still looks as beautiful as this is because it is so remote. I mean, to get there is is a a mission dirt roads that go on and on and on for you know 30 40 kilometers before you even find the place sure and then when you get there it is unspoiled and perfect you can drink the water from the stream sure it's magnificent it was cold and wet on the day we arrived on friday mm. and then Saturday was the most beautiful day. I mean, I've got, have I got a Dutchman tan for you? Oh it ends about, it ends just under the sleeve, the short sleeve. And then everything else is uh, white as hell underneath. But I'm red on the arms, which is, I mean, a sure sign that you had a good holiday. And it was a holiday. I was really only there for a day and two nights. Mm. But how lovely. And just being with, you know, family, and you don't have to make a, you, you, don't, you don't feel like there's pressure to entertain each other. Or any of that stuff. Uh, one cousin does fly fishing, so he did some of that. And you catch and yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's all catch and release. Yeah, yeah, so of you course, don't course. you don't you know Eat take, it like a yeah. savage. Oh, no, like Gollum <laughs> from Lord of the Rings. And it's just reminded me again, like this country, this continent is fantastic. Mm. It really is the most beautiful place in the world, in the universe. Human beings cannot do better than to be here. And why it's so important, again, for us to look after the place. Because I live on a river at home. Mm. It's just, but it's shit. It's an open sewer. Yeah. And I see these rivers and I thought, wow, if the river in front of me was only, if it was as beautiful as this, if people didn't throw their, their rubbish and their litter and their turds and their babies into it. <laughs> Old babies, not well, just the nephews. I, I mean, I wouldn't put it past whoever's upstream from me because, mm. my God, it just it's like it's the worst, most polluted river in the country. And then I compare it to that one. I think if this, if my river in front of me looked like this, it would be paradise. Yeah. You know, property values would go up. People would take pride in their environment. They would, they would be, they would spend more time outdoors enjoy the, the beauty of this yeah. place. One of the few things we've got in South Africa, because all the things that require humans to, to work don't. All the things that require government to work don't. Mm. But all the things that don't require government, they manage themselves. And if it's small communities doing their thing, you know, it, it makes me really proud to see places like this that are so beautiful. But of course, it takes a lot of very, very hardworking and smart people and usually people with quite a lot of money to make a place nice. Yeah. And then the fucking poor come along and ruin everything. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Oh, well, I'm glad you're feeling so positive. <laughs> really, that's, that's quite uplifting. Because, I am. I'm yeah. feeling super positive at the moment. And I'm excited about what this year holds in store for us because I think, you know, apart from the elections and all the obvious things, like people are just holding back at the moment. There's this, I'm not going to throw all in yet. Mm. Let's see what happens. Because I don't know what's going to happen, mm. right? Right. So we've, we're, we're all waiting for something to happen. It's like we're, we're sitting on tenterhooks 
Just well, we're waiting for nothing to happen. No, well, that's, maybe, that's, maybe nothing. That's the but, other thing. But I think it's this year that it's going to happen. So oh, how exciting. Um, Congo Chris making us feel good this morning. Uh, sorry to be a Debbie Downer, but yesterday marked two years of the war in Ukraine. Worth mentioning, lest we forget. I'm glad you brought it up, but it is depressing. It's not exactly what we'd all regard as the most fun thing to talk about. But, I mean, there are wars going on all over the planet at the moment. The two big ones that we're all involved in, whether we like it or not. And the other nice thing about being away with, um, with family is that you, you sit and you talk about actually important things. You, know, you don't get into the politics and stuff. You actually talk about each other, what everybody's doing, mm. where everybody's going, what's working for them, what isn't, what they want to do this year, what things they've got planned. That's cool. Yeah. That's very I cool. I saw something this weekend. Um, there's a, a guy and his three friends. Yes. They have something called a Wednesday waffle. Um, wow. And what that is is basically making a short video on your phone of yourself, explaining what you're up to, what you're doing at work, oh, yeah? how your family is, a quick catch-up. And then yeah. they all share their videos on the group once a week. And it just means so much more than looking at someone's Instagram or looking at someone's Especially if it's people forbid, you Facebook. care about, right? Yeah. And it's so much better than just a quick rushed call. So you, you watch these videos in your own time, yeah, which is really nice. Mm. So you're not phoning someone to say, how are you? Phoning to catch up. And that person hasn't. They're too busy they, doing they're, stuff. They're in between meetings. They're yeah. about to pick up the kids from school. They're rushing around. They've got to do the grocery shopping. They've got to go and hit the, the gym, work, whatever it is. They don't have time to give you an update on their lives. In fact, the worst thing you could do to someone like me is call up and go, I'm just calling to exactly. check in how you are. Be like, You're not going to be in the right mindset. Whereas this weekend, you may have been sitting there and thought, well, now's a good time for me yeah, to say. Record a little video. What's going on in my life? And also just how important it is to see each other. Well. Can I tell you what Physically. was nice? Like the, the other thing I loved, because mm -hmm. there's so many things I loved about this weekend. And it, again, just proves, you know, um, you don't necessarily need to go far and you don't necessarily need to spend a whole lot of money and you don't necessarily need to uh, plan it for months in advance. This was something that just happened. Other thing that made it amazing, no cell phone signal. Ooh. And that's Very kind good. of why the place is unspoiled too, because all the shit only comes where there's a signal. So I switched this thing off, off on Friday at lunchtime, off, Ooh. only came on again mm. Sunday, 2 p.m. This, this is what Simpiwe does. Do you know this? I think that's so clever if she's doing it on when her own. When she walks out of here, Good. out of Cliff Central, her phone is off. You cannot contact her until she walks in this building. That's the next morning. very clever. I mean, <laughs> it's a problem if there's an emergency. Yeah. Of course. We, we had su such an emergency not so long ago. Yeah. But I think you've got to make time where it's just you and, and, and you're actually around the people you're around without worrying about what conversations you're not having online. Mm. I'm not good at that. I, I really, I've, I think <laughs> sometimes in my, like most lucid moments, I'm like, well, I've, I've got a handle on this this phone thing. But it took me like an hour of knowing that my phone wasn't on and that I wasn't contactable. There's just no, there is no Ooh, signal. You can drive, drive around these valleys and up these hills. There's no signal at all there. Nothing. There's no Wi-Fi in the house. Nothing. There isn't a TV. 
See that that makes me so anxious. It, it, but that's what you got to get over. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. it just takes a while. I mean, because also just like doing my job, being a producer, you kind of have to know what's going on all the time, so you can be ready for. Yeah, but we shows say that. No, okay, but Ryan, we say that to ourselves, and everybody thinks, "Oh, I, I need to know what's going on." What 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 are you, the Pope? You'll get <laughs> you'll get here on Monday morning. You'll figure it out. No, what, of course. You know, so whatever's happened will have happened without you knowing. No, of course. I mean, some people wait for years. If you think back to. Um, many hundreds of years ago would wait for years to find out that this spouse had died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I have to say just, you've got to do this. Even if, even if you just stay at home this coming weekend and you switch off your phone and you don't take any of that negative shit in, mm. just try it for a day. I mean, I know we've got Dr. Hanan coming. I'm not trying to take his place here, but, <laughs> but really, <laughs> It's so healthy. And you be outside and, and, and without bloody shoes on. You know, the hippies will say to you, oh, you've you got to earth yourself. I don't believe in that. But taking off your shoes, being in the sun, uh, drinking water out of a, 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 a clean, natural, bloody stream, and eating food that you're cooking yourself. I mean, these are things that you can do except for the stream one, obviously. But, you know, you, our taps are mostly, it's not going to kill you. Yeah. Uh, so you, you, for now, I'm saying it's a safe thing to do. Drink water. Just to, I'm not trying to tell you to change your life, but for one day every month, we should all try and just disconnect. Yeah. Because I honestly cannot tell you how it's recharged the batteries. Mm. See, this is, this is, and you're going to hate this because this is where I say I grew up camping as a child. No, no, no. I get that. And so I, I remember when my parents used to take us to all the different, uh, we belonged to like a caravan club. And so every, we'd go once a month with a whole club of Don't people. Don't worry. My sister-in-law used to do this too. We looked down yeah. on her as well. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so much fun. I mean, I used to hate the Sunday school. I used to take a chair in my Bible and walk and pretend like I got lost so I didn't have to go. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, um, it was a lot of fun because we got to just, you also had independence that you could just, again, no phones. No, it's and great. You could like ride around and make friends with people and go to the shops and things like that. Like it was so much fun. That's how we grew up. Yeah. And then, and then the world happened. You grew up in a caravan? <laughs> no, I mean, not having access to phones and just riding on your bicycle and yeah. making friends. We did that every day. But um, I, I was stuck at a property that I'm selling for four hours uh, yesterday mm-hmm. and eventually my phone battery died and I was just in my car in my old garden and um, listening to the radio because that's all I had access the to. Radio. Yeah. The radio? Wireless. Yeah. And my battery died and I had absolutely nothing to do but sit there. And? I, I reclined my chair in my car. <laughs> Had a nap in the sun. Did you have a doo-doos? <laughs> you had little doo-doos in the sun. I see. That's that's also good. And yeah, it is. And I was panicking at first. I kept messaging my brother and saying, four percent left, three percent left, um, just to let you know where I am." And then eventually the panic kind of subsides, and you just start relaxing. And then I was listening to the birds, and yeah. Wait, just, but, but for how long? Four hours. Four hours. You had no 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 phone battery, nothing. Mm. Sure. We're driving around in this <clears throat> in this open like game vehicle type thing, and this is at night on Friday night to go to the the top of this hill just to look at the stars because the air is so clear and the 
and there was so little cloud, even though it was a full moon, you could see stars that I haven't seen before. And on the way there, this big, beautiful, magnificent kudu bull Mm. with these enormous bloody horns was standing in the middle of the road. And you also suddenly realize, like, that, that's going to happen with or without humans, with or without your cell phone signal, with or without the news or the war in Ukraine or whatever else. And while these things should be part of our day-to-day existence, it is an extremely good thing to just disconnect from it. And to lie in your car when your battery dies. Yeah. And yeah. Have, a, have a rest because you're tired. And, and not have this beep, beep, beep the whole time. That's, just yeah. do it. I mean, I mean that's it, what made it flat in the first place. It's like a walking billboard. Just do it. And, and, and being you know, a positive and optimistic person, which I am 90% of the time anyway, it's not very difficult when you're not connected to the news. Mm. The internet is both a blessing and a curse. Yes. Um, and we've, we've still got to figure out because humans take a long time. You know, we've, we're apes and we only climb down from the trees in a very short space of time and all of geological time, the tiniest fraction of it is when we came along. And now we think we can just, oh no, well, we'll, we'll just get used to space travel and we'll just get used to fly. A hundred, 110 years ago, we weren't even flying in planes. We hadn't even learned how to fly. SA, isn't it SAA's 95th or 94th birthday or something? Something like that. Yeah. Well, whatever's left of SAA. Yeah. But we're now expecting to just, well, let's just get in this pod and travel to Mars. It takes us a while to get into these things. Oh. We're, we're not as good as we think we are at adapting. And most people are not adapting very fast. So give yourself a, a break. Like, you know. Take a, take a time out every now and then. It's that, it's that pressure of seeing an article saying if you aren't using these AI tools, uh, then you know you're, you're going to fail in your business. Well, I mean, we <laughs> yeah, precisely. We've seen how Google AI. What's the thing called? Um, Gemini. Oh my God, this Gemini mm. is such a fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> they just they just don't know why mm. people exist. If they were listening to the show now and generating AI images of us, there'd be empty space. I experienced it myself without even knowing it was what it is. Work. So I, w- I was in the office on... Imagine the kind of people who program that, just what kind of assholes yeah. they are. I was in the office on Friday and we were working on a video. We needed to create a really nice thumbnail. Mm-hmm. And it took the, the black sales lady in the background at this beauty counter, it took her face and blurred it out completely. Wow. And put in these two tiny little eyes close to each other and, and just a little mouth. <laughs> It was. It changed her into something from space. We got a long it didn't way. Recognize her. I'll tell you something. We've got a long way to go with this AI. It's still Ooh. not as clever as it thinks it is, I'm or sorry. as most of the creators of it think they. And it's not regulated and no. all of that stuff. Uh, so apparently, uh, a pimp stopped traffic on Spaghetti Junction so he could misappropriate our helicopter for a ride to the White Elephant. What are you talking about? Jeez. Oh wait, I know what this is. This is about the ANC on on Saturday in Durban. Yeah. Now, again, I'm really glad I didn't have to see that. For example, they had their big ANC uh, manifesto launch. launch, And it was a big thing for the – I mean, Fikilim Balula had a hard-on all the last week. (laughs) (laughs) Just like (laughs) about this rally of his. Anyway, so Mapelo says, it looked like the whole unemployed population was there. The traffic was insane. Well, you offer – People who have nothing, lunch, 
and a T-shirt, they will come. And you'll be told when you're there that you're guaranteed of a job. Sure, lied to, basically. Mm. So my parents took a trip down to KZN this weekend. And they bad timing. I know, but they didn't. They just it was like a kind of last minute thing, and so they called me on Friday, and they were like, "Ryan, is something happening in KZN? Because the roads are so full, and mm. every stop, you cannot like." So go. this is where you knew the news, so you could say to and them, "I was like, I know what's going on, mom and dad." It's the manifesto launch this right. weekend. I love the way your parents go away for a weekend when they're only going to see you for another couple of days before you go away. <laughs> they're like, "Ah, we'll see him when he gets back." <laughs> no, they they. They just went there this weekend because I think my dad, my dad went to go, um, he picked up a car over there. He found a, a dealership okay. over there. But he, they didn't look at what was happening before. So they called me and they were like, Ryan, there's something wrong because there's so many cars there. Like, what's mm. going on? I was like, no, it's the manifesto well, if, launch. if anybody went to the ANC's manifesto launch, I mean, first of all, I have to question your IQ. But if you did, tell us about it. Yeah. Get James in here. We need to. Uh, so we're going to bring in uh, our new producer, James. Well, he's been learning from the, the ropes from Ryan over the last couple of days and get him in here and we're going to throw him into the the the, the boiling oh, depths the, of hell no well we, we're going to immediately give him a baptism of fire yes, yes. Um, by making him do the sport this morning <gasps> oh no you're kidding no we yeah, are yeah, no. which you've done and ryan's done yes and it's not easy no but he actually so so the the, the advantage here is that james does know something about sport right yes so uh james was a fellow producer on uh, the MKT show back in the day. That, and was, that was with Mbolelo. With Mbolelo, yeah, yeah. On, okay. when it was on Cliff Central. Yeah. And so he will be coming here shortly. But he will be, uh, we thought we'll, we'll just, uh, you know, throw him in the deep end with the sport this morning. Right. So here he is, Garrett. This, this is, I don't know if you've seen him around often this week. I, I, I recognize him. <laughs> I think I know who this is. I think is. I saw him earlier this morning. <laughs> Switch on your camera. Yeah, put, put, put your camera on there, You're not going to be let's, anonymous uh, forever. Let's, uh, yes, okay, there's James. All right, so this is producer James, That's everybody. producer James. That's him. <laughs> Look, getting nice and close to the camera so you can see him in all, all his glory. Pimples, huh? Yeah. How are you doing this morning? I'm awesome. It's How do you Monday. like this waking up early? Um, it's tough. It's tough. I'm not a morning person at all. Are you um, miserable? Uh, no, actually, surprisingly not. <laughs> surprisingly not. Uh, making it through. Um, Got to go to bed earlier, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. You'll get used to that. Mm, You'll I get can't. used to how horrible it feels, right? Yeah, and it's, I mean, still, I was in bed early and I didn't sleep until about. Also, three use that this use that microphone properly. Yeah. I got to use it to you, my face. You got to you got to bring it down like direction. So. There we go. Right, right, there, there you go. Did I win? Wow. Okay, I baby so. steps of this guy. He's obviously new to this. <laughs> Sure. Leanne, this is going to be a hell of an uphill battle. Wow. (laughs) Oh, don't fuck up the sport. All right, let's get into it. Let's see what's going on here. This is his great debut. This is our our new producer. Um, This is producer James, and he is going to give us the sport this morning. So we're going to look at all the things that Ben told us about on Friday, and he's going to give us some results. So go ahead. No pressure. Right. So I thought we'd start with the Premier League because what a day to make a debut on the show. The day after my team wins a trophy against, of all teams, it's Ryan's team. Uh, Liverpool won the Carabao Cup yesterday. You're a Um, Liverpool guy? I am. I know, right? I am, and I'm proud about it, Gareth. This is getting worse and worse. I'm I'm sorry about this, Gareth. I'm really sorry. I know. What have you done to us, Ryan? You've left us with this lummox. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All uh, right, so Liverpool won. Let me Liverpool not interrupt you. Go beat on. Chelsea, Jurgen Klopp lifted his eighth major trophy 
uh, with Liverpool as they claimed a narrow 1-0 victory over Chelsea in the Carabao Cup this weekend. Uh, sticking with football uh, in the Premier League this weekend, Arsenal secured a comfortable 4-1 victory over Newcastle. Uh, Manchester City edged out Bournemouth 1-0. Mm-hmm. Aston Villa enjoyed a thrilling 4-2 win against Nottingham Forest. Um, and the current standings on the log, Liverpool first, love to hear it, love to hear it, mm-hmm. uh, followed by City with 59 points and Arsenal in third. Then we have the rugby. Six Nations happened this weekend also. Uh, France and Italy played each other to a 13-13 draw. Scotland stunned England with a convincing 30-21 victory at Twickenham and Ireland beat Wales 31-7. Six-point different advantage with two matches to go. And then in the Nedbank Cup, more football, uh, major upsets in the Nedbank Cup as Kaiser Chiefs were knocked out by lower league side Milford City FC. And that's the sports wrap. Very good. Did Very I do good? Nice. Well okay. That was, uh, we'll let the audience be the decider on oh, this. Huge oh. improvement. So a couple of comments here because people Let's like to climb in. So <laughs> JP says, by day 10, producer James will have a beard like producer Ryan oh, from wow. Model Stress. <laughs> That's fair. That seems to be a thing for yeah. the beard. Um, so now everything is James's fault. Can we start blaming him, says Slippery Pickle? That's true. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, good. That's I'll it. take it. Huge reaction says uh, James is definitely easier on the eye than producer Ryan. That's not very nice. Yeah, that's but he horrible. isn't as wow. smart though. I'll okay. I'll take that all day. Right. Okay. Uh, sure. That's. I'll tough. take intellect. That's I'll take tough. intellect. Okay. Very good. Um, <laughs> and then a couple of people are uh, James sucks. Boo! Get off the mic. <laughs> sure. There we go. That's okay. where the hatred starts. All right. This is it. This Sanele is it. says called Liverpool, not Liverpool. <laughs> Very good. Finally, a Liverpool fan, says Patrick. Sure, it really is a baptism of fire, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, what it don't is. Don't worry. No, you'll get used to it. I'll get there. It'll, it'll, I'll get there. Yeah, it'll, it'll hurt less. I mean, <laughs> he didn't have the strongest debut. I did put him on. Uh, his first mission was to record <laughs> the Leanne... Manus interview. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. there was a bit of a, a, a bit of a coughing session. There was. Actually, there. it was very embarrassing, um, as what we did is we had <laughs> we had Leanne Manus in here and I was interviewing her and, yeah. and this guy starts having a, <laughs> a coughing, coughing fit. <laughs> While I'm busy talking to Leanne Manus, I'm like, excuse, I'm so sorry. I said, this is Jane. very unprofessional. Uh, it happens. It happens to me often. I was I was so honored to be sitting there doing this interview in the same room with with these two people, and then mm. I ruined everything. Yeah, you did. Everything. You, did. You, did. you did, but it's okay because it came out now, really well. Speaking of famous Leans, look at this. Look at what we found. Look what we found, oh, no. Leanne. We found oh, God, no. we found things on the internet. Look at this. Yes. <sighs> Hang on. F and I'm Leanne Mole. This is her, South Africa's greatest achievement. I think South Africa's greatest achievement over the last 20 years has been um, being in in the presence of someone as great as Nelson Mandela oh. and being able to bear witness to what we've all called Madiba magic. Oh, wow. And that's something we should never forget. All right. There she is. That's Leanne Moore. <laughs> Have you noticed how much smaller my boobs are? Well, what was this for? Because this looks like 1997. I think I was living in... Uh, McGregor at the time. Oh, I'm sure that's. Did they when... come down there with a camera crew? Yes, <laughs> they did. <laughs> they did. 
They came to dig you no, out of your It was rural one of the pleasure. Cape radio stations. They oh. did a taking over Heart. It was Heart. Oh, shame. Okay. FM. They did a taking over McGregor thing and oh. they had me read the news. Because you were the only famous person in McGregor? Uh, there was someone else as well, but we won't mention him. Um, and they had me re- do the news and um, oh, then they did oh. a whole thing on legacy. I think it was that. Well, here's another thing that we need you to reprise <clears throat> yes. this morning. So we, we've been scouring the internet for old Leanne mm. Mold clips. Oh, God. Right. Yeah, I know it's, it's a horrible thing to see, right? Hit the ball at the play because it's up at the play. I hit the ball at the play because it's up at the play. So, what is that? That was a song that my friend and I made up in high school when we were on the hockey team. I hit the ball at the play because it's up at the play. You still do it. I still do it. All right. James, you, James, you can get out of here. Yeah, that's why. Okay. Okay. Thanks, you. Thanks. I'm looking thanks. at you. So that's the kind of stuff that lives on, on the internet. It's, that's what, right. that's going to be there when I die. Well, that's beautiful. I think that's very sweet. <laughs> yeah, this is the kind of stuff that one day when they put together a package, you mentioned Madiba, when they put together a package on the great Leanne Mole, then these clips will be the ones that they go for. Yeah. Oh, great. Hockey, yeah. hockey songs. Fantastic. It's fantastic. <laughs> what a legacy. I love how to know fantastic. how you came up with that song. It's <laughs> from my brain. She's very creative. All right, very good. Uh, that clip has worse production than Microsoft PowerPoint, says Chris. <laughs> yeah, but it was 1999 we or something. Who knows? <laughs> all right, that doesn't look like ass at all. What do you mean? Look at that young ass, says Pumlan. <laughs> That's right. Your boobs weren't bigger. They were just more north-facing. <laughs> <laughs> so Max Sony says, oh, man, I'm going back in time to marry Lee Ass. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Oh, yeah. Very good. All right. Uh, apparently, uh, so we've got a couple of other things that we need to get to before we talk to Dr. Hanan this morning. And we've also got some guests joining us a little later on, which I think you'll have lots of fun with. Um, what did you want to tell us about this new thing you've discovered? You've, you've started following a new account. Yes. Yeah, so there's actually something producer James is uh, telling me about. So we yes. were sitting at, uh, he was on his phone and he was scrolling through and there's this account on Instagram called Overheard Johannesburg. Oh, and so I don't know if you guys know, like there's another account called Confessions where you can randomly go confess yeah, things. Yeah, and they're terrific. I love Which them. is hilarious. Mm-hmm. So this account, you submit if you overhear conversations in Johannesburg oh. and like what funny ones there are. Excellent. And I spent the whole weekend just going through every post and I thought it was so funny. So I've brought some examples here for you that I thought you'd like to see. So okay, like, let's take a look. Here's the first one. Uh, overheard at Pure Fitness, Edenvale. So I'm going to do a little bit of an Edenvale accent here. <laughs> Whenever I go out with my friends, they all do coke. Person two says, yeah, because it gives you a rush, like when you hit a vape. <laughs> <laughs> next. Oh, lordy. Here's the next one. You do this one, As. Mac makeup consultant. Do you want waterproof or normal? Customer, I don't need waterproof. I cry on the inside like a winner. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Next. <laughs> Overheard from a Joe Burger visiting Cape Town. Nothing gets Captainians wet like a farmer's market. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's so embarrassing. That's great. All right, next. Uh, there's this one. This is good. I'm going to follow this. Overheard Over- at a roadblock on Bayers. The cop says, you look like somebody that I know. The driver says, is he a good looking oak? The cop says, no, 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 no. <laughs> Very good. So this that's is the example of what- I love it. 
I just what think a clever thing. We must have the most funny conversations in Joburg. I don't know what it's like in Cape Town, but in Joburg, there are definitely some unique conversations that go well, on. Well, this is there. a good account to follow. Okay. Someone's being creative there as yeah, well. Yeah, I like Very that. Very good. There's also something that I've seen where uh, people will be at a restaurant and they overhear maybe a group of girls at another table chatting badly about <coughs> their friend who's not there. Yes. And then that person will go onto TikTok and say, listen, if you live in blah, blah, and your friend's <gasps> names are Susan and oh. Monique, this is what they said about you. They're being bitches behind <laughs> your back. Wow. That's good. I like that. I remember once, not so long ago, went to a restaurant and I, I observed the unhappiest table of all time. Oh, yeah. It was like this table of really hot girls. They were all looking awesome, like made up to the nines, tight little dresses, you know, titties out, everything. It was a, it was a, good, it was a good look at that table, about six or seven <laughs> of these, these ladies. They're all sitting at this table, and none of them were talking to each other. Mm. They were doing this. Scrolling, selfies. Scroll- just ignoring everybody. They weren't, they, weren't talking, they weren't talking to each other. I thought, oh, this sure. is where they need it. And they need a man at that table to start complimenting them. So they start listening. They start talking to each other. You needed a catalyst. You see, they'd taken either get ready with me's or they were a photograph of their outfit of the night. They weren't even taking pictures and they were looking, of each other, though. No, they were done it earlier oh, that night. And oh, now they were mm, looking at feedback. All right. Mm. I just, what a life. Yeah, Ted is, is just correcting me here. It says that Edenvale accent was actually more like a four-ways boot accent. So, yes. It's hard for me to tell sometimes which one is which. I'm pretty good with it's accents. It's becoming quite mixed, I must say. It's very muxed. You know, I've, I'm, I now work in four-ways, but quite close to Danefern, so deep right in there. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm being exposed more and more. And the accents are starting to overlap a bit. Mm. I mean, in my office, we've got people who – were originally from Benoni or from the um, South, like you, the South, the like South. me. And now it's becoming a little bit more difficult to tell. I think we're losing our uh. our borders a bit. Oh, really? It's, oh, man. Ah, uh, slippery pickle points out. This is a good, very, very smart observation. If there isn't an ugly girl at a table, then they're all the ugly girl, <laughs> and that makes them all upset. That's why they were on their phones. Got to have balance. Good point. Well put. Carl asks Gareth, when will we get another blind history season? Uh, you know, actually, today I'm talking to Anthony and Kate. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, talking to them today. So I will update you on that. Plus, got a, a really cool interview coming up with uh, John Carney. Yeah. Going to be talking to the great John Carney today. It's amazing. Recording a little uh, discussion with him. And for those of you who are following politics uh, internationally, and all kinds of issues in the you know, social media world. There's a brilliant guy called Brendan O'Neill, who I got to speak to uh, last week. He's based in London. He writes for Spiked Online. He's also an editor there, and he's written for The Spectator and a number of other publications. Very, very smart, interesting, erudite guy. And um, you will be hearing from him this Wednesday. So make sure you get ready for that too. Lots of cool stuff still to come. Just updating you notes, hmm. so you know, yeah. so you know what's going on. Uh, and then later on, this is quite cool. I think uh, you'll be charmed to know that there are. You know, we always try to find you like inspiring people and people who have a really good story and all of that stuff. Well, uh, today we've got Robin Wheeler, who you may remember. Um, he did that 
brilliant in 1996 if you can cast your mind that far back and the alcohol and all the other stuff doesn't really I remember the oh I thought you were going to say he was in an alcohol ad No 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 but he was in in 1996 he wrote that uh, that phrase being yourself for a living do you remember sure. be yourself for a living Sure. And that was way ahead of its time. Yeah. And it was a bit of an epiphany about the world and where it was heading and a subsequent leap into that vision. Well, he has, I haven't spoken to him since 2021. Um, and he's now, he's changed his life completely. Mm. So we'll find out what he's been up to because he's living in a foreign country. He's doing a whole different set of stuff. His whole life has changed. And so many people are just looking for a new, fresh beginning. And maybe Robin can help you figure that out too. That's Robin Wheeler a little bit later this morning. Also got Dr. Hanan coming on shortly. Very good. And uh, I do have to say that if you haven't already, then go and check out Super Bets. We just got our sports scores with James. Uh, okay, he did an okay job. We will make sure that we improve that. But beyond the scoreboard, of course, every week you get to check out Ben with Super Bets. And uh, Ben was in uh, Vic Falls this yes. last weekend, where he has lots of stories that he'll be sharing with us as well here on the show. And Super Bets, if you haven't checked them out, you need to go on there today. Mm-hmm. You need to register. You will get a bonus if you mm. go and register for Make the first time. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, who knows? You could end up placing a bet on Liverpool, like James might have, and win. Super Bets supports responsible gambling strictly, no under 18s. Winners know when to stop. The South African Responsible Gambling Foundation's toll free counseling hotline is 0800 006 008. There are a whole lot of South Africans returning home. This is an interesting story. It uh, comes to us in the light of many people being very down on South Africa, but surprisingly, South Africa is witnessing a surge in returning expats. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The article in question explores the reasons behind this trend, highlighting factors like the high cost of living in foreign countries, unpleasant weather, a lack of family support there. You're going into all of that. Mm-hmm. Good luck. I know. I really, I really got a, I got a phone call from my cousin last week. Yeah. And he said, Ryan, you have to bring vitamin D. Because apparently it's a real thing that people yeah. commit suicide over there because of lack of they get depressed. No lack sun. of sun. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, depression's a big thing because of this. So despite and vitamin D, you only have to take once a week if you get the proper one. Yeah, yeah. If you get In- that- injection. No, it's happening. No, no, oh, thank it's God. Yeah, All right. Because you don't want injection. People start thinking you're a heroin addict or a crystal meth addict. No. <laughs> um, South Africa, on the other hand, and surprisingly to many of us who live here, offers a relatively affordable lifestyle, pleasant weather, strong familial ties, making it an attractive option for people who are returning from other countries. Additionally, our improving business environment, well, getting there, and abundant growth opportunities, well, yes, that's true because we have so many problems to solve, which mm. means... Yeah. You know, yeah. potential. We need solutions. Growth and opportunity. Okay. So then all of that enhances people's prospects for those who are seeking all kinds of jobs and chances and opportunities. The shift in immigration patterns signifies a notable change in perception towards South Africa. It remains to be seen whether this trend will continue, but it undoubtedly presents a positive development for the nation's economy and social fabric. So that in the news this morning, something useful to know. And then the ANC, <laughs> on, the, on the other side of the coin, at their manifesto in the uh, Durban, uh, they had it at Moses Mabida Stadium. They, yes. uh, pledged to create, they pledged to create 2.5 million jobs through public procurement as part of a five-year plan to grow the economy and create jobs. 
Why not? Why didn't you do this before? You've been in power for 30 years. Why are you promising this now? If you were able to deliver that. You would have. You would have. You wouldn't have allowed us to get to the point where we're at whatever percentage it is now. Right. 20 to 30% anyway, of unemployment. So the ANC's plan will see government prioritize procurement from South African companies with a particular focus on small and medium-sized enterprises. Party also plans to increase exports and invest in infrastructure development. As Leanne said, if they wanted to do any of this, if they could do any of this, they would have done any of this. Hasn't happened. Yeah. And they're walking around like they feel like they're celebrities there in KZN. And I'm just like, oh. yeah, well, I mean, if you go ask some people about it, Sapiwe gets into moods about these kinds of things. She's, so yeah, she's not if, happy. If she overhears this, she's literally just going to be have a so tantrum. irritated. She'll have a tantrum. <laughs> and rightly so. Yeah. yeah. So that's also in the news. And then one other thing I need to tell you about South Carolina, they've had the primary. I don't know if you care about this, but Donald Trump easily defeated Nikki Haley in her home state. Yes, I heard. You've got to ask yourself, the hundreds of millions of dollars that this Nikki Haley has spent to try and run for president when she didn't have a fart in a thunderstorm's chance. (laughs) What a waste, right? Yeah. Oh, what a waste. And I mean, Trump didn't even have to attend the debates. Like that's that's the other funny thing is like all these people attended the the debates. Vivek Ramaswamy wiped the floor with her at the debate. Um, well, the former president, that's Donald Trump, won his primary opponent's home state by 20 points, his fourth consecutive victory. As he celebrated, yeah, the greatest, uh, Trump made no mention of Haley, who, he va- who vowed to stay in the race. Instead, he set his sights on the general election in November. Uh, we're going to look Joe Biden right in the eye, he told supporters minutes after the U.S. media projected him the winner. He's destroying our country and we're going to get him out. Get out, Joe. You're fired. They're doing everything they can to try and get him out. Eh? I mean, I, I don't Donald? Know it, yeah. I mean, did you see that, that deal that they were doing? You know, he's being sued, right? Yeah. One of his options is if he ducks out of the race, then he's fine. Like well, they are literally trying everything yeah, in the book to try to get him out. These of are the people who are, defend- these are up, the, the, the defending democracy people, but yeah. they won't allow the American people to choose their president. Nope. Great. Good move. We really believe you. Mm-hmm. All right, let's turn our attention to the great Dr. Hanan Bushkin. Here he is. Hey, Dr. Hanan, how are you? We can't hear you. Hang on, that's my fault. Say it again. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing great. Again, oh. how are you? Good, we're just checking. There's no need for you to get all lippy with me first thing on a Monday morning. You're meant to be the psychologist. You're not meant to be an antagonist. But you know what? We break down in order to pick up. Right. Oh, okay. Is that how it works? All right. So, Doc, um, producer Ryan yes. is very anxious about his impending move overseas. And I know we've spoken a little bit about anxiety in a very general mm. sense. I know we've spoken about big, big decisions people have to make in their lives. I'm sure that there are loads of people who are listening to us this morning who also have really difficult decisions to make this week, maybe. And perhaps for the rest of this year, um, how do we deal with anxiety? How do we not let it cripple us? And how do we make decisions that we can be comfortable and confident about? Um, so, Ryan, are you, are you leaving? Where's, he, where's Ryan going? So I'm, I'm going over to Ireland. It's not, it's not like a, a permanent move yet, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an attempted permanent move. So I'm going to go for a few months, see if I can make it work. And, uh, you know, from there, see how we go. But, so he's um, going with the training wheels on, Doc. Yeah. I'm kind of. Okay. Okay. So 
a couple of, of things to unpack there. First of all, how do you let go of something and accept something else? And second of all, how do you deal with anxiety, uh, which obviously is going to come from, you know, letting go of something valuable and trying to create something valuable somewhere else. First of all, moving is one of the most stressful things you can do because you are literally uprooting your familiar and moving into an unfamiliar. And as we've said many times, the brain just likes familiarity. Whether the familiarity is good or the familiarity is bad, the brain doesn't care. It just wants familiarity because familiarity means I'm safe. So when we move from something that is very much a known a, a family network, a friend's network, a work, a certain routine, I know where my Woolworths is, I know where my gym is, and suddenly I go into a world where I don't even know where I can get milk or now I need to figure out my route to work or I need to figure out uh, a friend, certainly a friend's network, which actually takes a while to, to create and a financial stability and work and et cetera, that takes a lot of effort and it creates incredible amount of anxiety. The best advice that I can give you is that if you've made the decision and you have worked out the reasons why you're moving, marry the vision, don't marry the moment. It's very easy to get into what we call imposter syndrome, which is the self-doubt and why am I doing it? Am I doing it for the right reasons? Anxiety only exists when we stop. Anxiety only exists when we stop. If you keep on moving forward, there's no space for anxiety. So people that are anxious and depressed will always tell you, I'm stuck. I'm in my head. I'm in my body. But people that keep on moving forward and creating, getting feedback, creating, getting feedback, creating, getting feedback, there's no space for anxiety. Sure, there is stress, but that's not anxiety. Sure, there is obviously a challenge, but that's not anxiety. So the best advice that I can give you is marry the vision, don't marry the moment, and certainly don't allow yourself to stop and think. Just keep on moving forward. You'll figure everything out about why and who and what and when later. Just figure it out in the momentum forward. What do you think? What do you think of that, Ryan? Is that useful? No, it is useful because, uh, you know, it, I keep thinking back to like what I'm going to do with my family here. Like I'm... I'm not that I'm worried about my family, but I just I've I've always been around, and so now I'm not I'm no longer right there, and so that's the thing that constantly like brings me back. But I know that that feeling of moving ahead, like once I bought the ticket, I realized like this is the train I'm boarding, and this is where you just, like you committed now. Are you going by train? No, no. Okay, by train. no, not going by train. I'm, fly, I'm to fly. Ireland. There's a hell of a train. I'd be right. anxious. Yeah. yeah. No, so so that's that's it, and I think I think you you're right about that. But I also feel like this is very relatable to people who are trying to make that decision as well if they should go, if they shouldn't go, if they're on the edge. Uh, so that's why I thought Listen, I'd bring uh, it up. This Doc, morning. I want to bring up something else uh, because I see some comments here, and I know that they're being funny in the comments. They're not they're not being serious. I know that that you know we've got a lot of smart people in the audience who who actually understand it, and so they're being adding a sense of humor to this. But people are talking about Xanor and smoking weed and all that stuff. It does bother me, and I'm, I'm by no means saying that we must take them seriously in this case, but there are people who think that the solution to every problem is medication. And especially in the field of, of psychology and psychiatry, this has become the go-to. It's like the minute someone feels something, they immediately try to medicate the problem. Does this drive you up the wall? Because... 
you know, you're, you're giving us life advice, stuff that will change your attitude and your behavior, which in the long term seems to be a far more valuable course of action. And there are people out there yeah. who are just looking for a quick fix with some sort of medicine. Yeah, you know, Gareth, when um, I was growing up, so when I was a teenager, for example, and I felt anxious, well, what I do is I just go downstairs, lived in a flat downstairs and went and played with my friends. Um, I was active. I went and engaged with life. Mm -hmm. These days, unfortunately, if, if you think of a child from as young as five or six years old, they feel uncomfortable. They just get on the screen, whether it's the big TV screen or their cell phone. A 12-year-old, they're constantly on their phone. People, according to the latest research, check their phones 360-odd times a day. Yeah. 360-odd times a day. Sure. So we are constantly no longer looking up and forming connections. We are looking down and quick-fixing our feelings. But the key word is quick-fixing. It doesn't fix the real problem when you're distracting. So when I'm on TikTok or on Facebook and certainly on Instagram comparing my life to someone else, that does not fix my marriage. That does not fix my financial insecurity. That certainly does not fix, fix my health. It doesn't create a social, real human connection. Mm -hmm. um, it's, a, it's an illusion of a connection. So, you know, when you get your thumbs up or you get your clicks or you get your heart on Facebook, what does it mean? It feels, it says, I like you, but who likes you? And in what capacity and what intensity and what quality? It's all airy-fairy made up stuff and you think it's real and which actually limits your ability to really connect to people in the real world. So going back to Zainal, that is just a form of a quick fix. And by the way, sometimes it's necessary in conjunction with dealing with real life. So certain people do need it, and some people do need medication in order to get them propelled to go and fix whatever is going on in their world, which is fine. But don't confuse medication with fixing the real issue, because medication doesn't fix the real world. It might give you the impetus. It's like, you know, I give the analogy of taking a pre-workout before you go to the gym. Yeah. The pre-workout is not the workout. <laughs> it is Damn. there to propel you to go to the gym and go and work out. If you just take a pre-workout but don't go to the gym, well, that means that means absolutely nothing. And the same thing with medication. Mm -hmm. If you're going to take it to make you better and propel you to move forward and improve, spot on. But if you're going to use it as a way to treat, and only that is a way to treat, then you're selling yourself short. You're going to be very disappointed. All right. I think that's such good advice because we were talking just before this about um, – I went away for the weekend and I didn't have cell phone signal at all. Switched my mm. phone off on Friday, switched it back on on Sunday. And I can tell you right now, that was way better than any course of meds that you could put me on <laughs> to get things realigned. And I think that these phones have ruined people, especially young people who are, whose brains are still soft and they're trying to figure out how the world works get addicted to those little dopamine hits. And we know, I mean, it's now, it's not even controversial to say it, that this stuff is on balance bad for you, especially if it's all you have. Um, so yeah, for sure. you know what, we've got, to, we've got to take control of our own lives and stop looking, Doc, for that external locus of responsibility. Definitely. It's the phone. No question. It's my meds. It's my family it's 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 uh it's unfair it's the government you know that's gonna yeah. help you 
Uh, and and as yeah. for as for the anxiety that Ryan's feeling, that's normal too. You mm. should feel anxious. If he wasn't anxious and he was just about to uproot his whole life and start somewhere else, try something out, then he'd be a nutcase, right? You'd be worried about him. Yeah, if he didn't, uh, well, if he said to me that he's not feeling anxious about the move, I'd say to him, well, obviously you're not leaving anything valuable behind. Then I'd actually question what you've been doing for the past 20 years, creating what, nothing? Because the moment you let go of something of value, naturally you're going to be anxious. So if he's not anxious, that means there's nothing of value that he's leaving behind. So it makes complete sense. And it is, listen, it's the opposite sides of the same coin. I mean, I've said this many times. When you build value, you also build stress. Value comes with stress. So my kids who I value very much comes with stress. Your job mm -hmm. comes with stress because you right. value it. If you don't, if you don't feel stress over something, it's because there's no value. So if truly somebody said to me, Hanan, how do I eliminate stress the real answer is well eliminate everything that you value which is not possible because then you get depressed so yeah it's of course right. it's understandable why you would feel stressed but go and create value wherever you're going now uh john bad dog says in the comments ryan uh, my mm. brother-in-law went to ireland for five years working as an architect he had a good time but he said he can't see how any south african could be happy there unless you love drinking and being in the pub <laughs> well then that's ryan's fine he'll he loves being in the pub so that'll yeah. work out fine perfect do. And then uh, Carl is being extra sarcastic and extra salty this morning. Doc, if I don't take my antihistamine, I can't breathe by 10 a.m. I don't know how to treat the root cause. <laughs> Three idiots. Does it even deserve a, a, no, a response? No, don't respond to that. <laughs> don't, respond. don't. All right, well, here's just plain Jared, um, who brings up a much more serious kind of thing. Suffered from chronic anxiety in my early 20s, never took any medication, Happy to say that I recovered all by myself. It is very possible. And look, I mean, it's it's brilliant. And I love these stories. Uh, people develop the internal skill set to manage their own lives. And it's not to say that if you have anxiety, you shouldn't lean on external things to get you going. And we all lean on external things, whether you lean on family or friends or financial security or a sense of purpose. You always have something or gym, which is also external. Whether you lean on external things to make you internally driven to go and fix the problem, that's perfect. So people that can do it on their own, they never really do it on their own. They just mean I did it without medication, which is fine. But if you do need medication, just understand the medication is not the treatment alone. Medication and fixing or learning how to fix the problem will fix the problem. So you don't have to be a hero and not take medication in order to deal with something. If you need it, use it. But if you don't need it, certainly develop the skill set to manage it yourself. I love it. Thank you, Doc. Uh, Dr. Hanan will join us next Monday again. He is our shrink, but he can be yours too. Just send us an email, contact at cliffcentral.com. And for all you know, we might be able to set you on the right path, give you that internal skill set that he's talking about now. We're certainly trying every week. Can't mm -hmm. say we're not trying. Can't say we're not trying. And, uh, you know, Dr. Hanan's not charging you when you come on the show. If you go to him in person, he's going to charge like a wounded buffalo. The man's busy. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Doc. I appreciate it this morning. Yeah, yeah. good luck, Ryan. Yeah, Thank good you. luck, Ryan. I appreciate good it. luck with all that drinking in those pubs <laughs> that John's telling us about. Yeah. All right, thanks, Doc. We'll see you next week. See you guys. Awesome. See Cheers. Bye-bye. Cliffcentral.com.